0: Welcome to the August 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we're from the course report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, we round up all the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in our virtual course report office, and we share it with you. So Jess, this episode of the podcast is going to be short and sweet. There wasn't a ton of news about coding bootcamps in August, but what we did read was pretty huge. So what are we going to cover?
1: We'll start with two boot camps that raised equity rounds of funding worth over $100 million, Um, and then we'll talk about why these schools are looking so appealing to investors right now.
0: Yeah, we'll cover some new research about interest in gap years and the demand for upskilling and how coding boot camps are meeting that demand.
1: And because we're celebrating the Women's Vote Centennial here in the U.S., we'll share a few articles about how to diversify your workforce and a handful of boot camps that are offering some really impressive scholarships.
0: And of course, we'll tell you about the five new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory in August and all of the new programs and campuses that we read about
1: this month. So let's start with these two huge fundraisers. So this August, over $105 million was invested into coding boot camps. Liz, tell us about the largest one. Well, by far, the single biggest
0: piece of news this August is that Lambda School closed their Series C round, raising $74 million in equity. The investment is largely coming from Gigafund, which is the VC that's invested in SpaceX. And TechCrunch did a pretty perfect overview of the fundraise, but I'll give you the highlights. The things that I thought were interesting was that uh, their CEO, Austin Allred, confirmed that Lambda School's valuation is higher than $150 million. Um, Austin also says that Lambda's plan is to become profitable. They are not profitable yet. And to use part of this fundraise to meet the surge in demand that they've seen as a result of coronavirus. Other huge news here is that Lambda School got approved by California's BPPE, the Bureau for Private Post-Secondary Education. But part of the deal for approval involved Lambda no longer offering income share agreements to students for the moment. I think that's just in California. Lambda School is like pretty much synonymous with, with ISAs, especially in the news. So they're now working on, on bridging that gap. So that's an interesting kind of challenge there. But huge news, both in the fundraise and in that approval.
1: And earlier this month, Digital Skills Bootcamp Springboard received a $31 million investment led by Telstra Ventures. So Springboard offers job guarantees to its students from the U.S. and India. And according to Springboard's outcomes, most of its bootcamp graduates see a $26,000 salary increase. EdSurge reports that this is why Telstra Ventures invested this combined with Springboard's mentorship, online teaching platform, and steady increase of student enrollment. Springboard says its enrollment this June was up 350% over the previous year. Springboard plans to use part of this new capital towards improving its career tools and services. And these tools will include a job forecasting system that uses algorithms to predict which students are on track to getting their dream job and then which students will need more support from the Springboard career counselors. And Springboard also plans to use some of the capital for Springboard's business partnerships with colleges and companies in order to virtually train their students and workers.
0: So two huge fundraises and then two earnings reports came out in August. Uh, according to Seeking Alpha, K-12 reports their Q4 revenues of about $269 million, which is up 5% year over year, which was driven by increased enrollments and the acquisition of Galvanize and Hack Reactor earlier this year. And then Fool.com looked into Chegg's Q3 earnings report, and their CEO, Dan Rosenweig, actually made some comments on their acquisition of Thinkful, which we always think is interesting. Um, He says, quote, we have consistently said that skills-based learning to prepare students for the workforce is increasingly more important for the economy, for employers, for institutions, as well as for the students. We're excited to add another high-growth service to the platform that we believe will scale into high-margin business over time. Our plan is to utilize not only our audience to expand Thinkful's opportunities, but also to take advantage of our core learning assets, like their chat-based tutoring and uh, expert Q&A to provide on-demand support 24 hours a day for any student in any academic and now skills-based subject. So yeah, interesting kind of uh, future look at what Thinkful is going to look like maybe in the next year.
1: And in mid-August, we caught a big announcement from General Assembly. General Assembly's co-founder and CEO, Jake Schwartz, announced that he is stepping away from GA, and as of August 17th, Lisa Lewin is now the new CEO of General Assembly. Lisa Lewin comes to General Assembly from a New York City-based management consulting firm, Ethical Ventures, that she co-founded, and she has two decades of experience working in the education and business worlds, including C-level positions at textbook giants McGraw-Hill and Pearson. This August, we saw colleges begin to reopen even as the coronavirus pandemic continues to be a major issue in the US, leaving students unsure how in-person learning will be able to safely occur. With that in mind, Inside Higher Ed cites a recent Simpson Scarborough survey that found that 40% of incoming college freshmen are considering a gap year. The survey also found that students attending private colleges were even more apt to take that gap year than their public college counterparts. So this summer, our team here at Course Report took some time to look through all the gap year tech programs for recent high school graduates. And we rounded up six established coding boot camps, such as Momentum, General Assembly, and Holmburton School that are currently offering programs perfect for a gap year. And we also found nine pre-college tech programs that look like a great gap year option too, especially if you're looking to do something next summer. Most of those are summer programs. We'll be sure to include a link to our gap year piece in our news roundup on the blog.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, we had that hypothesis, but, you know, really seeing that 40% of college students are actually considering a gap year is huge, seeing that in a real study. So one example of a university and a boot camp that are already doing something like this is Arcadia University and Trilogy Boot Camps. So Doug Lederman wrote in Inside Higher Ed this month about a new program called Semester of Code, which basically says to students, you know, you can't study abroad right now. So how about study abroad in the world of coding? And students in this Semester of Code will earn between 12 and 16 credits from Arcadia that will be transferable to their home institution. Colleges that team up with Arcadia and 2U to offer those programs to their students will share the tuition revenue with the university and the
1: company. That's such a cool program. We also saw another example of a virtual internship, if you will, and that comes from Grand Circus. So in August, Grand Circus partnered with the Great Lakes Observing System to get real environmental data about the surface temperature of the lakes. And Grand Circus students will use that data to build their final projects. So they'll build dashboards, mobile, and web applications. And I think that in a world of all online learning, these types of partnerships and virtual internships become all the more important, not to mention giving developers the opportunity to influence policy around climate change, which is very, very cool.
0: Yeah, and that's not all we read about Grand Circus in August. Uh, They were also in local ABC News because they are offering free coding workshops every Tuesday and Saturday online. Um, Yeah, those are still going on and they can be
1: attended entirely online. And NewCamp unveiled a $50,000 coding bootcamp scholarship fund specifically for recent high school graduates who are taking a gap year due to COVID-19. This scholarship is for those who graduated from high school in either 2019 or 2020, and it can be used for NewCamp's four-week web development fundamentals, 17-week front-end and mobile development coding bootcamp, or its 22-week full-stack web and mobile development bootcamp.
0: Well, the pandemic isn't just having an impact on incoming college freshmen. It's also causing a surge in demand for upskilling with adult workers. According to Inside Higher Ed, coding boot camps and online coding courses have seen increased interest since COVID started in March. At Flatiron School, applications are way up. And CEO Adam Enbar says that the quality of Flatiron candidates has actually increased since March with more people with coding experience applying. He's also noticed an increase in the number of young people people expressing interest, possibly because they don't want to go to college this fall while COVID-19 is still prevalent. And then Liz Simon, the COO of General Assembly, saw web traffic increase 179% between April 2019 and April 2020. From an enrollment standpoint, General Assembly saw 30% year-on-year growth in its immersive courses in the second quarter of 2020. So really interesting data there. This Inside Higher Ed article also references an edX survey that was published in June. That survey was of 904 adults working full-time from home, and they found that 56% of respondents want to pursue additional education, and of those, 45% said that they're looking for a course to help advance their career. Adam Midros, who is the president of edX and the co-CEO, says that, quote, in past recessions, people have been driven to get additional education and better position themselves in the job market. This time around, there are many more affordable and more granular credentials available, reducing those perceived barriers such as time, location, and cost. And just speaking of edX, to quickly close this out, um, in April, edX saw 5 million new users join the platform, which was more than it added in the entirety of 2019. So pretty crazy increased demand there.
1: And as the world still grapples with the pandemic, London Loves Business reports that searches for tech courses and remote learning have surged in the UK by over 40% on average. The UK is experiencing significant unemployment due to COVID 19, and many of its workers are furloughed through October of this year. Digital skills bootcamp Ironhack has seen a significant increase in demand for tech skills, especially those interested in pivoting into the user experience, user interface fields. IronHack has partnered with Landing.Jobs to release a new 300,000-pound scholarship program that helps people whose unemployment was affected by COVID-19 transition into tech. This scholarship program focuses on UX, UI design, web development, and data analytics, and can be used either for the nine-week intensive or the 24-week part-time bootcamp.
0: Very cool. And according to the Miami Herald, in Florida this August, the Miami-Dade Beacon Council launched MiamiTech.Works, which is an online jobs and career services portal, kind of like a hyper-local version of a job board like Indeed. The portal was designed in partnership with local coding boot camps, WinCode, 4Geeks Academy, and General Assembly.
1: TechTarget posted an interesting piece this month about the importance of data literacy in today's workplace. So TechTarget cites a 2020 survey by Sapio Research that found that 80% of a company's decision makers believe opening up access to data has a positive impact on their organizations, but 53% of these survey respondents reported employee resistance to using data. So using data correctly means being able to make fact-based analytical decisions that can have a profound Effect on a business's growth. TechTarget points to new data literacy courses, such as Flatiron School, which offers a data science bootcamp as well as a free data science prep course to help reluctant team members get a solid foundation in data literacy.
0: And in technically Philly, we learned about Code for Philly's new technical fellowship, which offers paid skills development and mentorship to three fellows. So they got this donation from Comcast. And so those three fellows will be paid a $1,500 stipend for 10 hours of work on a weekly basis over an eight-week period. And applications are open now through September 5th. So you've still got a couple more days to apply if you're in Philadelphia. And then that fellowship will begin September 14th.
1: And in a letter to the editor in the Austin Business Journal, US veteran Mario Morales wrote about the difficulty of transitioning back into civilian life and the kinds of support veterans need to succeed during that transition. So, through Vets in Tech, an organization that helps veterans and their families pursue education and employment, Mario was connected with coding bootcamp Galvanize. And he credits Galvanize's bootcamp with helping him successfully make that transition into civilian life.
0: Yeah, I loved this piece. It was really cool to hear directly from Mario as a, a veteran. And Vets in Tech is so cool. And Mario said that the galvanized bootcamp gave him a whole new programming skill set, but that it was actually their soft skills coaching and their career mentorship that really helped him readjust and prepare for working in today's tech world. So uh, that was a really positive, nice letter to the editor.
1: And of course, those better trained employees need jobs. So let's look at who is hiring during the pandemic. This is one of the most common questions we are hearing right now. So we actually put together a blog post in August specifically about which tech companies are hiring bootcamp grads during COVID. We've compiled job interview and remote onboarding tips, plus advice from actual bootcamp grads who have landed their first tech job during the pandemic. We'll link to that in our news roundup so you can dig in further. And
0: while companies are still hiring, tech is undoubtedly still being impacted by COVID. According to CNBC, as of late July, tech job postings were down 36% compared to the same time last year, according to recent data from the online platform Indeed. Uh, tech postings started to fall behind the broader U.S. economy in mid-May, and then since then the gap is is just growing. So Ann Elizabeth Conkle, who is an economist at the Indeed Hiring Lab, uh, said, quote, Initially, tech was holding up better than other sectors due to the quick adaptation to remote work. But nationally, as the long term effects of the pandemic have started to sink in, tech has flatlined. So that's the key change. The economic expectations around the virus went from, you know, we'll be done with this in a month or two to we'll be in this for the long haul.
1: And a DataNami article this month explored the soft skills needed to get data scientists and data engineers on the same page when working together on a team. Um, So while both data scientists and data engineers have the same end goal to successfully solve problems with data, they approach problem solving in such different ways. Data scientists are typically more interested in probabilities and experimentation, and data engineers look for repeatability and efficiency in maintainable data systems. Systems. Data scientist Max Boyd recommends that first data scientists and data engineers meet in order to find some common ground and open those lines of communication. Boyd also recommends that data engineers create a highly structured sandbox environment. That way data scientists can experiment. This helps data engineers too because whatever is created by the data scientists in that structured environment can easily be taken to production by the data engineering team. And lastly, in order to build trust and respect, data scientists should prioritize their wish list for a project to keep it manageable and doable for the data engineering team.
0: Well, as we've seen over the last few months, the pandemic has opened up the opportunity for remote work, and that means job opportunities outside of the traditional you know, and expensive tech hubs. So Fast Company re- covered a report that Coding Dojo put together, which ranked cities with affordable living costs. And Jess, do you want to know what the number one most affordable city is? Of course I want to know. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so it's Detroit, Michigan, and then next up is Baltimore, and then a city in Washington called Bremerton, and then Warren, Michigan, and St. Louis, Missouri. And you can read that full list. We'll put a link
1: in the News Roundup. This month marks 100 years of women's suffrage here in the United States, Women's rights have come a long way in the U.S., but there's still a long way to go, especially when it comes to gender equality in the tech world, where women account for just 20% of the tech workforce. So many coding boot camps offer scholarships specifically to help women break into tech, and these opportunities range from automatic tuition discounts to full-ride scholarships. We also love seeing how boot camps offer coding workshops specifically for women, too, like Tech Elevator's recent Women, Wine, and Web Design virtual workshops, and Codesmith's Women's Intro to JavaScript webinars. On the Course Report blog, we continuously update a comprehensive guide that lists all of the tech bootcamp scholarship opportunities for women, and we'll link to that in our news roundup so you can check it out if you're a woman looking to break into tech now.
0: Absolutely. And this month, a Forbes piece listed some action items on how tech leaders can support diversity during the pandemic. People of color and women are greatly underrepresented in the tech sphere. So in order to shake up your hiring practices and give every candidate a fair shot in an interview, Forbes recommends having HR remove the names from resumes before your hiring committee reviews them. And if you do that, you'll kind of start to combat this bias that was uncovered in a 2003 study from the National Bureau of Economic Research, where people with white sounding names, that's in quotes, had a 50% higher chance of being called in for an interview. So really simple tweak to just strip that bias right out of the hiring process.
1: And Forbes in that piece also advises that tech companies create nonprofit programs that encourage minority youth to enter tech careers. And to take heed when considering implementing facial and voice recognition in the workplace, both facial and voice recognition are in early development stages and require way more minority input in order for these bits of AI to be sound for any kind of widespread use. Great advice.
0: And I also want to just name two diversity scholarships from coding boot camps that we saw launch in August. In order to support a more racially equitable workforce, Flatiron School is now offering the John Stanley Ford Fellowship, which provides apprenticeships to Black graduates of Flatiron School. And We Can Code It in Ohio now offers up to $2,000 in diversity grants and scholarships to people of color who want to break into tech right now. You can find details about those scholarships and more in our diversity scholarship roundup, which we'll link to in this month's news roundup. Well, we saw quite a bit of news about new coding boot camps this month. First up, Full Stack Academy has recently partnered with Cal State East Bay to offer both a coding boot camp and a cybersecurity boot camp.
1: Canadian bootcamp CodeBox is expanding to the U.S. by opening a campus in Tampa Bay. CodeBox will run a 16-week coding bootcamp from the Tampa Bay campus and also offer a job guarantee to its bootcamp graduates.
0: North Dakota's only coding bootcamp, Emerging Digital Academy, just graduated its first cohort. And Emerging Digital Academy is in partnership with Minneapolis-based Prime Digital Academy and has its campus in Fargo.
1: In Sweden, Craft Academy has partnered with Saibin in order to launch Sweden's first cybersecurity bootcamp. And this is a 12-week cybersecurity immersive bootcamp, and the first cohort will kick off this October.
0: LaWagon is launching a Dubai campus this September. That Dubai campus is going to offer a nine-week coding bootcamp.
1: We also saw some announcements about established coding boot camps with new course offerings. So Galvanize announced a new part-time online data science bootcamp that's going to begin this October. And Coding Dojo is launching a new part-time product management bootcamp this fall for working professionals who want to upskill without quitting their jobs.
0: And finally, Sierra College in California will be launching an 18-week coding bootcamp this September. Uh, To make it easier for working professionals to enroll, that bootcamp will be part-time and held remotely. Okay, so this August, we added five new schools to our Course Report School Directory. Jess, do you want to tell us about the first couple?
1: Sure. So, we added that Fargo North Dakota Coding Bootcamp, Emerging Digital Academy, and we also added Grand Canyon University Bootcamps, which are based in Phoenix, Arizona, and offer cybersecurity and Java programming courses.
0: Then we added the online UX Design Bootcamp, Av Academy, and the online Digital Marketing and Sales Operations Bootcamp, Greenfig.
1: And we added the live online cybersecurity bootcamp, CyberCamp, um, which you can now find in our school listings. Absolutely. So, welcome to those five new schools. And if you are an alum
0: of any of those schools, then head to their school page on Course Report and leave a review so that future bootcampers can make an educated decision. All right. Well, to wrap things up for August, Jess, why don't we tell everyone about our favorite pieces that we worked on for the Course Report blog. Um, Jess, you want to tell us about your favorite piece?
1: Sure. So my favorite piece to work on this August was a QA and a that I did with Codesmith alum Ashley. So Ashley attended Codesmith's software engineering bootcamp in person at their LA campus, but his job search began just as the pandemic descended on the U.S. So in order to stay sharp, I loved how Ashley and his Codesmith cohort mates virtually came together to give each other mock interviews and practice algorithms. Ashley reminds us that a supportive community is a key part of the job search process, especially now.
0: Yeah, Ashley has such great advice. If you have just graduated from a boot camp and are about to start the job search process, like this is a must read. Well, I loved reading that piece, Jess, and uh, this month I had a lot of fun putting together this guide about how to get into a coding bootcamp in 2020. I basically took everything I've learned over the past seven years about choosing the best bootcamp for you and getting into a bootcamp, and I distilled it into eight steps. So no matter where you are in the application process, be sure to check that out and you can kind of know what to expect next.
1: And that does it for our August 2020 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on course report for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the September 2020 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. And of course, we love feedback. So please
0: email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, help other future bootcampers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, uh, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. And we'll see you in September.